0: WLFE
1: DB Radio. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Metal Mayhem ROC. I'm your host, John the Vernomatic Verno, with my metal cohort, Forever Metal Mark. And today, we have a special guest, Jim Florentine. So kind to step in and talk metal with us today.
0: Jim, how are you? Look, man, it's always it's always good to talk metal. There's not a lot of us left.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, we're like You
0: know, it's a little, uh, you know, so whenever you, you always gravitate towards the metal heads. When you find them, because then you could just talk shop with them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
2: first question I had for you is what were your heavy metal influences early on? Like, what got you into metal? Into it? My older brothers,
0: they were like five years older than me when I was growing up. So, I was maybe 10, 11, 12 at the time. They were 16, 17. They were just, they were in metal. So, they were just bringing music home. I was driving around in a car with them in the backseat and they were taking me to shows. So, I got into, you know, ACDC, Black Sabbath, Ted Nugent, Aerosmith, yeah. even Boston you know, the cars, stuff like that, the doors, the Rolling Stones. So I I had no choice but to listen to it because I would just hang with my older brothers all the time and I'd share a room with them and they'd just be cranking Ted Double Live Gonzo or, mm-hmm. you know, Sabbath and stuff like that. So, And then they were taking me to shows when I was a kid They convince my parents, ah, let them come, let them go to the show, we'll watch them, no problem. I was smoking weed at 12 years old going to concerts, it was great.
1: <laughs> well, we have an age difference. I'm 51. How old are you? 28. Okay. All right, well, in a good, few nice. years, yeah. uh, I was the same way. My my older brother's like four years old. Right. So there I am, looking through his albums, picking up "Farewell the Kings." I'm like, look at this fucking thing. Yeah. You put it on, and you, you get into it. It's so uh, yeah,
0: and so that's that's how it happened. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I saw UCD do a Scott when I was a little kid. What was your first show? uh Black Sabbath, Van Halen. Oh, the 78. Yeah, which Van Halen did not blow Sabbath off the stage. I was there. It's a myth. I asked Tony Omi on that metal show if that was true, and he said no.
1: Uh, where do you see it? Down in Jersey?
0: Who?
2: No, where Where? where did you see it? What venue
1: oh, uh,
0: Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so
2: that was like a rumor? That was kind of... That was always a rumor,
0: because first of all, people that. don't realize if you research the Van Halen record came out in like March of 78 by the time they played The Guard in August, and even that whole tour, yeah. they they were only playing You Really Got Me on the radio. Mm-hmm. The, and there was the cover version of the King song. So that was the, And they weren't blowing up. They weren't, you know, yeah, they were good, but most of the people had no idea who they fucking Van Halen right was. Right right yeah. Maybe right. by August, the second single was out, Running With the Devil, but it wasn't, they didn't blow up overnight. Yeah. It took a long time for that first record to really start hitting. And then they put Van Halen 2 right out after that so they got the momentum. But they weren't, so the, maybe the people in the audience knew, maybe, I don't know, 3,000 people had that Van Halen record and knew it, and 17,000 knew one song. Yeah. So they weren't blowing on. Like, oh my God, I don't know what this, I never heard any of this, but this is amazing.
1: Well, Van Halen's my favorite band. Right. Yeah, and, you know, I, no, gotta, I love Van Halen. Yeah. all Van Halen. Would, Have would, you read the Noel Monk book? Yeah, or the, yeah. Or yeah. the Van Halen Rising
0: one? I did both. both. Fucking... They're unbelievable. On
1: that that yeah. Gary Reisner for Raznov, the guy that did the Van Halen Rising? Yeah. I did it on audio.
0: Yeah, I did both books on audio. Absolutely. Yeah, they're great.
1: Well, you know, that's 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 someone I would like to get on the show, but um, yeah. So I could follow that 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 whole Van Halen thing and uh, the that that tour of how um, it was back in those days. I don't know if Mark realizes that it was they get off the road, it's three weeks they record Van Halen two, and they're back out there again. Yeah. So so Van Halen and Sabbath, your first one. How old are you?
0: Fourteen. Fuck yeah! Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> I man. saw the um, Fair Warning tour when I was fourteen. And yeah, it was it was amazing, man. We was, we
2: uh, we have a segment called Mount Rushmore of Metal, so we'll talk about bands, guitarists, singers, you know, whatever. So, wait, who's, your, who's your your Mount Rushmore of Metal for you? Bands. Top's four,
0: yeah, what just type? four.
2: Top four metal bands.
1: Yeah. Metal. Four, four
0: metal bands. So yeah, Black Sabbath, ACDC, Motorhead, and. It's tough, man. Yeah, I could. I could throw Accept in there.
1: Top four all time. Yeah, except?
0: I could could nice. throw Accept in there. I could throw Rage Against the Machine in there. I love Rage Against the nice. Machine. I could throw Slipknot in there. I love. I'm okay. a big Slipknot fan. So I don't know, man. The fourth one's tough.
1: It's no right answer. We, we always have. Four. We
2: always have a hard time when we do the Mount Rushmore of anything. Like four guitarists, four singers, four band. Like you can't always just do four. So always like we do four, then we throw like a fifth or sixth. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> out, out of We cheat. Priest. <laughs> maiden. We
0: talked about Maiden last. Yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're in there yeah. too. It's, it's, t- I, um, I don't know. I'm going to throw Accept in there for the nice. fourth one. All right, cool. Udo Dirkscherer is my favorite the
2: new guy, the singer. Well, Jersey.
0: no, just original. Except, I mean, Udo yeah, Snyder, yeah, to me has yeah. the best heavy metal mm-hmm. voice of all time. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. Hard rock is Bon Scott. I like Bon Scott. Has, I think has the best hard rock voice, and Udo has the best metal voice. To me, I that's I love the fucking old except shit is unbelievable. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I,
0: I just yeah. saw that uh, video
1: for I'm a rebel. I never saw that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. And he has Udo. It's long. <laughs> yeah, he's panties. got long hair. I saw Udo. Never
0: saw through. that.
2: He came through, but he was doing when he does that Durkenschneider stuff. It's all old. Yeah, he accept. did all. Of, all yeah. the came around yeah. and did and all except Udo. He does the Udo stuff, and I thought the Durkenschneider stuff was awesome because he's just doing all the old. Well, he did accept all the old except that year last spring. Yep, yeah, yeah he, he came around
0: twice and did. I saw it both times.
2: We saw that. That was that was good. Well. Actually, that's another discussion we always have: is the old idea that as bands age out and they get older and they get replacement members, is that does that become a watered down? Like people are saying now, like oh, Judas Priest is almost more like a cover band now. Although there's three guys that have been there for a long time, but then you say like you mentioned Bon Scott, AC/DC. Well, nobody said anything that it wasn't AC/DC when Brian Johnson came in. Many would say he made the band. So I don't know. I think this idea that other performers can come in and Make a band, right? I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, well, the, well, Brian Johnson, Bond died, so you couldn't go. Right. Well, oh man, course. Bond wanted more money, and of he course. left the band. Yeah, and the you know, the and course. you're like, fuck, I want things. Bond back. So if he dies, someone dies in the band. Like, okay, well, I got no choice. When mm-hmm. Cliff Burton died too, you're like, right. well, they need a new right. bass player. Of that. So but
2: when Blaze Bailey got leaves reason- and. Dickinson comes in, then that's a, that's a different scenario. Clearly, yeah, I mean, that didn't count though because that didn't <laughs>
1: that didn't last. Listen,
0: that you got to realize, like these guys get together in their early twenties, they're fucking out of control, mm-hmm. they're idiots, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But they 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 click. Cause they're all just hanging out. They're sleeping on the floor. They're getting two hours of sleep. They're writing great songs. And then cut to 20 years later, the same people you guys hung out with at 22. You might, a lot of them you don't hang out with when you're 42. You're like, all right, this fucking guy's an asshole. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't hang out with him
2: like anymore. John, right? like I have, yeah, you know like- what I mean? Like there's some guys you
0: think about. Yeah, I, go, yeah, I wouldn't hang out with that no, guy. Yeah, I, mean, I see him no. once in a while. Hey man, what's up? But, and then imagine being in a relationship yeah. with them 20 years later. So I could see why they wouldn't get along as no, you, no, you know. No. good point. Yeah, the I mean, same as a, as a wife or something, you marry at 22, at 42, no, no, you're no, like, no, man, no, I've no. changed. I, don't I, I have have
1: a, change. I have a joke. I'm not a comedian, but I call them my KFC friends. You know, like KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah. You think of going there, maybe like three months, you get a craving, you have, and you're like, why the fuck did I go there? Yes, Yeah, right. You have friends <laughs> like that. Yeah, an
0: hour later, you're shitting on a ball from the well, KFC. You have friends like that. It's like, yeah, oh, let's
1: hang out with that dude after... Two
2: hours, you're like, now
0: I know I don't hang out at yeah.
2: them. We call them KFC friends.
0: That's funny, so, yeah.
2: So, how did uh, you get, and again, I know we can, you know, we researched this, but I think, like myself, I didn't know, like, how did the whole, that metal show come together? How did you cook up with Don Jameson and Eddie Trunk? Like, how did that whole thing materialize? I met
0: Eddie in a gay bar. <laughs> Why wouldn't to use the phone? You know, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
2: just had a friend come out of the closet. So anyway. no, no, I mean, not bash on
0: Eddie, no, Eddie was on the radio in New York on Q104 right, Friday so nights. Him, he like, played I did, a heavy like, metal like show. Like, he yeah. So me radio. and Don are driving home from comedy gigs every Friday and Saturday night and we're both listening both to on Eddie. The road at that point, on the, the road, show. we do front yeah. gigs. on. So we're driving home, we're listening to Eddie playing Raven and Saxon. We're like, yeah, who yeah, the fuck is this guy? Holy shit, he likes the same shit that we do. And then a month later, we, meet him at a concert and we say hey man we're we're big uh, fans of yours and we're comedians he goes oh man i love having comedians come on my show oh. you guys were off on a friday night come up to my radio show hang mm-hmm. we'll talk metal we'll talk music fuck around and then you know cut to six months later he goes i, I already work at bh1 i'm gonna p- post it i'm gonna pitch a show a heavy metal talk show like oh, the yeah. tonight show oh, for he was AC, already at, BH1 at that point yeah he was doing I mean. some other interview show oh, yeah. he goes i already got an in i'm gonna talk i'm gonna basically pitch a tonight show for acdc fans and i want you guys as co-hosts let's see what happens and then we did a show and yeah I took off. From and then that
2: was seven year run eight year run? how many years i don't
0: know 2008 to 2015 seven years Incredible. 130 episodes
2: and the ratings were awesome right i mean
0: yeah. i think so yeah i mean they, they don't tell a talent because they don't want you to know if you got good ratings because then you're gonna want more money right, right the right, producer right. did it one time because the ratings for lars lars that's like season five, the first yeah. episode or whatever they go. Went through the roof and then he got scolded uh, by the VH1. Well, don't uh, ever tell a talent okay. what the ratings are because they're going to want more money. We didn't care as long as it was on the air and they kept showing the show over and over again. It gave us great exposure. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it's uh, too
2: bad. He didn't know. Uh, so so through that though. Um, um, they so it they was,
0: wouldn't give you a fucking dime. By the
2: way, was that, that story place? true you told last night about the uh, producer?
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah. you well, get the was that the then? show you were yeah. talking about? Yeah. yeah, that was the show. Yeah. So you
2: get the credit for that then basically. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well done, man. Well, uh, about a week
0: ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna do? I gotta put, have, hey, put, hey, man, put a put a good you, performance you in. I was gonna you know say, what I mean? I'm like, know. I gotta <laughs> fucking I got up and I was <laughs> looking around yeah. for a Cialis.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, I was listening that, to the Eddie show on volume and he was telling the story of the whole metal show, what happened with it. Um VH1 got out of that. I got out of that business. They basically shut down VH1 Classic yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know rebranded and all that and when the show Yeah, it went, wasn't it
0: wasn't anything to do with ratings or anything like that. The show was more popular than ever yeah, during the last yeah, season, but yeah. the, Viacom, the company that owns Comedy Central, you know, uh VH1, MTV, Nickelodeon, yeah. they were they were they were losing a ton of money. Their their revenue was down like 40%. So somebody came in, because all the kids, Nickelodeon was their cash cow, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, Jon Stewart leaves, and then what's his face, Colbert leaves, Comedy Central, and they can't replace them, they replace them with shit, and then Nickelodeon, all the kids are watching on Netflix or on their tablets... So they're not watching Nickelodeon. So the, the whole company shits the bed. MTV, nobody watches anymore. Mm-hmm. So right. someone comes in, go oh, we got to make some major cuts here because our revenue is down. So let's get rid of VH1 Classic. Let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of that. So our show was part of VH1 Classic. So it had nothing to do with that. It shows when it's course. Yeah. It's, it was just a company corporate it, move. Come in. We got to fucking, you know, sucks, reevaluate the company and, and move shit around or whatever. So and now MTV Classic is just old shit right, right, that they've had right. in the vaults that doesn't <clears throat> cost them a dime.
1: Yeah, and they just you know.
0: So instead in. of paying our salaries right. to, to produce the show, they are like, we got it. We need to cut that.
1: Is so, is the metal show? Is it where? Where do we find it? Is it just on YouTube? It's or nowhere. Is, no, is, I think they pulled it. They the still production. have it in the vaults. Okay. That's
0: okay. it. They don't show it anywhere. It's not up on iTunes. I think there's one season up, maybe on iTunes. Right. Possibly that you can watch, but no. You would think that they could get it on Netflix or something, but Viacom's always done that with their programming. They just fucking just keep it and they don't do anything with it. It's like at least try <laughs> to put it out there, but. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Have you guys talked about doing it in other formats, like podcasts, Sirius XM Radio, or anything? Or it yeah. just it's, a, it's, I mean, it's obviously a made-for-TV show. It's a I mean, TV so. show. I mean, if I was, right. all
0: three of us do a podcast that we have, you know, Doug McKagan on, it's like how many people, are you know. Right. It's right. a TV show, but, you know, whatever. I mean, look, all when you get a TV show, you, it's almost like a coach in football. When you get hired, you know you're going to get fired at some yeah, point. Yeah, just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. You know, you yeah. can win a Super Bowl year three and year five, you're, you're fired. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. So you just—I've enjoy- been on other shows that have gotten canceled. Yeah. You know what I mean? i would like just a, another season. Fucking a, we yeah. nice. Yeah. They took us back again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I know this shit's yeah. gonna end at some point. So yeah. I don't—I don't get mad or fucking angry. I just right. ride it out for as long as possible. Yeah. It's like fucking a hot chick that you're not supposed to fuck. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, she's still fucking
3: me. Yeah. Holy just go for shit. It, I am mean, yeah, yeah. like, all right,
0: she still—why she still wants to fuck me? You know, the dream's right? gonna. Yeah. My God. God eventually, like, some fucking rich guy gonna take her out on a yacht. But until then, she's gonna drive around in my Honda Accord. Or like
2: Soros shows up or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, we we had that joke when the soccer teams like, you know, you're never gonna get the the, the girls that the players are dating. <laughs> they get the scraps sometimes. Right. I got a question. Um,
1: Jim Brewer did the Metallica opening. Yeah. Tell us about your time because you you did it before him with the Slayer Anthrax. Yeah, right? Megadeth. Yeah. How was your? Did you see that live? What Jim did? I didn't
0: see Jim. I didn't see Metallica on this leg like, at a tour.
1: Uh, did you talk to Jim about what he was doing? Did you get the gist of what?
0: I know. I know. I don't know. I heard look, rumors. I don't know. He was running around. He was interviewing him backstage. It really wasn't He's that bad. Him. I
2: saw the show a few times.
1: Right, right? Yeah. No, Jim's
0: Jim's amazing man. He's an amazing talent. He was but just I know doing
2: he, comedy though. Like he or he, he wasn't was, doing he, comedy. He was
1: MCing just, instead of an um, opening band. He he came out. He talked to the crowd. They did some interaction. He had um, video crews. They would go find. Like the oldest person there. Like it was actually at the Buffalo show, the lady in front of me was 78 with her like 61 year old <laughs> uh, son. And they were there. So the video crew came up, they interviewed them. Uh, they did a, they went up to the rafters, each corner so and You just bounced around the venue talking
2: to people. Uh, four couples
1: down on stage and they did a Metallica. Um, Trivia, oh, cool. and then the winners got to go into the uh, dressing room before the show, and there was interaction with Lars, and you know it was—it wasn't that bad. It was right. You know, what what did you do it.
2: then? For with, with the I just did—I did,
0: you, did, I did, did like three five-minute sets in between each band.
2: Oh, in
0: okay. between the bands. Yeah, between the bands. Jagermeister hired me for the tour, so I had to do some Jagermeister announcements, promote Jagermeister, and then just do a quick five minute set right before the band went on and introduced the band they were on. So it wasn't that bad, and I just knew, you know, with the announcements that took up two minutes, and then I just fucking, you know, some jokes
2: in there. Yeah, doing like, like, some quick some jokes and you throw some metal ones in it. Yeah, I'm yeah, I would just it. say,
0: "Does anyone like hip hop?" and they would boo for thirty <laughs> seconds. So I'm like, "Cool, I just killed thirty seconds there." Yeah, you know what I mean, shit like that. So you know, yeah, I knew how to, play. and then just quick sex or drinking jokes and and, and so, get in get out as right, quick as possible
1: Slayer because bands can't even open for
0: Slayer. yeah so uh you know and just like yeah. hey man i'm just making announcements that coming up in five minutes you want to go get a beer go get a piss i got five minutes up here and i'm bringing them on <laughs> that's cool so i would just tell them, i go look if you don't like i'm not taking any time away from the band i just want to let you guys notice that it's 8 slayers coming on right at nine so you got fucking five minutes i'm just gonna fuck around for a few minutes and bring them on so i, I wanted to let them know that i wasn't because I always, I was always that drunk guy in the crowd when the local DJ's up there babbling. I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> shut up, up. Get him out. Bring the band on. Oz is going to play one less yeah. song because you're promoting right. fucking, right. We don't you know, your radio station yeah. that doesn't even play Oz. Like, <laughs> <up."> Except
1: <laughs> back in the day, I don't know if they did it down there. The DJ would come up and announce upcoming shows that weren't announced yet, mm-hmm. which like back in the early mid 80s. Oh, really? was cool. Oh, that like, was pre internet, probably, too. Oh, well, so. yeah. <laughs> <And then it's laughs> by, like Dave Kane, the local guy, like, Hey, this is Dave Kane from WCMF. We, we're proud to announce, blah blah blah, a triumph at the War Memorial. It would oh, be the cool. first announcement. Yeah,
0: that'd be good. Yeah. And
1: everyone would go crazy. And that's it. That's back in the day. Every Saturday night, we'd go to the War Memorial for a show. It's like going to the movies. Yeah. It's like, hey, you go to Aerosmith Saturday. Yeah. There's general admission, Penfield section, sat in six. Tickets were ten bucks. Yeah. That's what's that's what's missing now. Now your son, your son's eight. Yeah. What's he
0: listening to? What's he Slipknot. A he's on a, he's a big Nirvana he, kick now.
2: Okay, that's cool because yeah. he's kind of getting into metal then. A little oh, bit. he's been
0: in the metal since he was five. At five, I took him to uh, – Zach Weil was his first show. He's been to 17 concerts. Wow, that, That's all my it. kids oh. are.
1: My my boys are 26, 22, and 20 now. 10, 12 years ago, they were doing Guitar Player yeah, and Guitar Hero. So I took them to see Metallica. They say Rush. They saw Maiden you know, fuck, my Tommy was eight and Bruce Dickinson's up there with the troopers. Like, yeah, "Yeah, there's Bruce. I (laughs) I mean, now they listen to other shit and your boy
2: will probably find his way too. But, um...
0: No, well, hopefully not. I mean,
2: mean, that is something that we talk about a lot too, like, you know, this gen... Like, as these bands are classic heroes are aging out, you know where's the next generation of young metal bands and, or even fans like I, like for, I saw Anita Strauss here two weeks ago and she's talking about how she's influencing all these female guitar players, younger generation. But when you go to the show, it's still old dudes, you know, metal heads in their fifties, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, and, and, you know, you go to even pre-shows now or made in like, it, you know, so the fan base is aging out. So I guess the question is, do you think there's like a second cycle of a next generation of metal there's be some. Then,
0: there's going to have to be some band, that, whether it be like a Greta Van Fleet or something, or uh, some young band where young kids are going to start going, right. where metal's going to be back in style. It always comes back around again. At some point, it will. You know what I mean? It's going to come back where young kids are. There's going to be one band that does it. It was the well, same thing with comedy. Dane Cook pretty much brought... Comedy were another level and Dane was huge and he was selling out arenas. Mm-hmm. My nephew i was like 15, him and his friends. He never gave a fuck that I did comedy. He never asked about you do stand up comedy. Want to come see one of your shows? I want to hear your material. And then one day he goes, you know Dane Cook? I go, yeah, I know Dane. He goes, oh man, me and my friends love him, man. We're going to go see <laughs> him. We love all the stuff. And then, and so Dane introduced that and then they all, all his friends would come see me. Because yeah, Dane introduced them to comedy, and then they still come to see me, you know, twelve years later. Right, so you need that right. band to just no, to introduce the young, and then they'll be, come around, and then there'll be other well, bands.
2: Because that's the thing: you could bring your son, you could bring your son. My daughters could give two craps about heavy metal; like they, they actually don't even like it at all. But the point is, at some point, they got to find like if that's my dad's band, that's the old school Maiden. That's the right. Top, they need to find that young band that's like, hey, this is our metal. Like this is our generation metal. Yeah, you know, I no, mean, but it's look Event right
0: Fleet selling out six thousand yeah, seats. They are. But they're not
2: metal. I mean, they're just... Most people say there's Zeppelin ripoff. Right,
0: okay, then, but then what if Zeppelin band. ripped off all their shit? The first huh. two records were f- cool. completely stolen. So, like
1: Dudes from the
0: Swamp. Right, It's it, everything was completely stolen. Even you know, Stairway to Heaven, they're still uh, in uh, fucking court over. you hear that? And and shit like that. That's scary. Yeah, I know, and that they opened closed. for him and stuff, too. Yeah, you know? I read that story. So, you know, but yeah, I know. Look, we're all, you know, as soon as you hear some, oh, man, that was done, you know, when Manson came out, that was Alice Cooper. So he's it's always Alice Cooper, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever. I mean, they're going to be influenced by something at some yeah. point I, I don't agree. care if Greta Van Fleet sounds like Zeppelin and and you're an old right. school guy you go that's a Zeppelin ripoff as long as they can you know that's great that a 22 year old kids are selling 6,000 okay. tickets I agree. yeah I you know and no matter what you think if everyone's like where's the next metal band to come from if they're the ones that are going to do it and then there's going to be th- three other bands behind them, and then all uh, d- oh, young kids go. I love Greta Van Fleet. Oh, look, at this band, The Dirty Honey. There's another yeah, Dirty one Honey like. does rock. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I like Dirty Honey now because I, you know, they like they're you know similar to Greta Van Fleet and are younger. A young, you know, they're young yeah. kids. So if that's what does it, then that that's great.
2: Yeah, you know, that's I, a, I agree. No, that's valid. That's good. Um, I had a question back to That Metal Show. So, like, Vernomatic and I, like, we're just metal geeks at, at, at the core. <laughs> and really? so when we do this, it's cool because we get to meet more of our, you know, heroes and guys that we grew up listening to. With That Metal Show, dude, you you got to see all of them, right? I mean, guitarists, singers, bands. W- which ones stick out? Like, just interviews you did or guys that you were like, man, this is so awesome. Well, Lemmy guys. always
0: coming on yeah. was great. Lemmy was on, like, three Who was
2: the cool and who was a dick?
0: No one was a dick. People okay. always ask that question. They always want Who's to know cool. who was a dick. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. And people yeah. always ask that. Was well, anyone won. a dick? Maybe, maybe
1: once you're not fanboy and you're more on no, the bad side.
0: No, but I mean, it's, it's cool. weird though. And everyone always like, who's a dick? Everybody <laughs> wants to know that. Nobody wants to know. No, look, Eddie knew all these guys basically. Right, he's right, a, yeah, he right. was in the radio business for thirty years or yeah, whatever at yeah, that point. He pretty
2: much almost got everybody. Yet, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Right. So I mean. no one was a dick because Eddie's already had a relationship with them, and they knew. That, you know, if Docom was coming out with a new record, he's not going on a Tonight Show to promote it, but he'll come on our yeah, show, right? And that will be like the Tonight Show for him. So sure. no one, everyone knew, there and be- you know when they were, all we didn't catch them in their twenties when they could have been dicks, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, in their forties and fifties, they know it's a business, and we got to sell some shit, and we, you know, and this show is big for for metalheads. Yeah, they're not going to be dicks. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't. There was not one person that was a dick.
1: Did you guys have any influence who you brought on? Well, you did, but, um Yeah, I
0: mean, we can ma- we definitely make suggestions. Like, we need to get this one on. They weren't sold on it because they didn't know anything about metal or people at the channel. So we'd have to basically tell them, no, but well, you need to get this guy on, this guy. They always like, no, we need a We need a face like, you know, Brett Michaels. We need him on every week because people know him from Rock of Love. And if they're changing the channel, they go, oh, is that, there's that guy from the dating show. I'm like, no, no, no. no let, put, put Tony on me there. To, I think when it was a Bill Ward that we had on or somebody yeah. from Sabbath, they, he just he was old and he just sat there. I go, believe me. I go, it doesn't matter. People want to hear oh, what yeah. fucking Bill yeah. Ward was oh, yeah. going to say. Like, yeah. No one true. at home is going, God, the guy's not moving around. No, no, that's He's got to jump up in the air and do a karate kick. And like then, when you had yeah. Yuli Roth on there. Oh, right. Come
1: on. It's great.
0: I know. I know. I'm like, <laughs> no, know. don't believe me. People <laughs> like, that's your... why me and Don cut down the comedy a lot. Like, they want us <clears throat> to be more like comedians on that. Go, look, man, if I'm at home, I don't want these fucking guys cracking, you know, fucking taking too much time up doing like these comedy bits when you got Steve Harris there. I want to hear what Steve Harris has right. to say. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, we're going to focus more on that. So some, a lot of the crowd didn't even know we we're comics. So I go, no, we are, but I just know what you guys like. I wouldn't, if I was sitting home and some, was, like a brewer's on there for seven minutes doing some comedy with him, I'm like, come on, man, I want to fucking hear Angus. Yeah, so, true, yeah, You know what true. I mean? So yeah, I just totally. knew, coming, I go, right. no, we're going to cut that shit back.
2: Right, and that's because why, that's why people watch the show, right? Yeah. I want
0: to hear what these guys well, have to
2: say, and then they, that the trivia stuff you guys did, and, you know, all that. was Right, fun. we had we time to fuck record. around. bunch of that was uh, helped.
0: Eddie had no idea what questions were coming, and the I, producer would show me and, me and, um... Me and Don, the questions before the show, cause a lot of them were from the audience coming in. Yeah, yeah. They come in. He goes, what do you think of these? I go, yeah, you can't, you know, who was the session player that played on the third LA Guns record on <laughs> yeah. bass, but he wasn't, yeah, a, like, he wasn't, but they didn't put him on the album. I go, no, there's no way to take that one out. I go, all right, this is good. This is good. This is easy. You'll probably get this one, but yeah, you got to, okay. cause these other ones are really hard, but yeah, these are good. And that's basically how it went. So that's I, I always feel like yeah.
2: I, I would love to take on any and like the, a name the tune segment where you start cranking a tune and you can guess the band and the album and all that, but there's no way I could compete with him on the Stump the trucks right. stuff. Because I'm like, yeah, who the hell knows? The third session player yeah, on yeah. the Early Guns album. Yeah. Well, well those, He knows that shit. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I, you yeah. know why he knows that shit? Why? Because he was Mega ba- Megaforce Records back in the day. No, no, back
1: in the day when we bought the albums. You probably oh, did it yourself. Right. All the yeah, stuff. Yeah, you sit was, there and you're reading oh, the yeah, back of true. the album. That's how we knew who George Marino was. Like how yeah. else would you know who the fuck mastered yeah. uh, oh, number yeah, of the beast? That's true. I guess that's because you read the small print, yeah. and after you read in that, because that's that's what that's what's lost in today.
0: Yeah, the but I'll tell you no, you know what's, you know what's good about today is like iTunes. I get I subscribe to Apple Music, ten bucks a month. So anything that comes out, I can listen to it. If it's a band that I like or a band that yes. I want to support, like I bought Duff's new record, mm-hmm. I'll buy the record for 10 bucks. I yep. go to Starbucks, I spend 5 bucks on a fucking coffee. So I'll buy the record, even yeah. though I don't have to, mm-hmm. just to support. Yeah. So I'll always buy it, you know, what if it comes out, you know, new clutch record or whatever, I'll buy. But then, you know, my son, because I'm getting them in the metal, if he wants to hear Nirvana, you know, uh, Lithium, I put it on and the lyrics are right under the song. So he knows all the lyrics. There's songs that, qu- we never, you know, yeah, they were on the inside of the album cover, but if you didn't read that fucking fine print, you didn't know the lyrics. He knows all the lyrics right away because they put them on every song.
1: Or if they didn't have them.
0: If they didn't have them, you had to try to figure it out. Oh, yeah. But now he knows them. He's just reading them as, as the song's going. It's great for him. Yeah. Because I never, like, unless the album had the lyrics, I'm like, I don't get, I don't know, I'll, I'll figure it out, but I didn't really care too much. Oh,
1: yeah. It took me 30 years to find out he was saying push-ups, too, and ice but cream But to your point, right. as much as, <laughs> uh,
2: you know, the streaming stuff's cool and Spotify and you can get any song, and there's something about just owning the freaking CD or owning the vinyl, yeah. crank it into your car almost new cars don't even make the freaking CD players anymore. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so, well, And then you're, you get to read the liner notes. You get to see a producer who produced it, who mixed it, you know, and it's it's hard. To get I stopped to buying
0: it. physical products about two years ago. Yeah, I stopped because yeah. I was like, I can't yeah. find them. It's almost impossible. No, it's, yeah. Then I got to order I'd like to buy it, get it the first day. So I just get, I'll download it. But it, to me, like, if, I, if I'm in a car and I just want to hear, um, you know, uh, Saxon Eagle has landed. I'm like, oh, fucking perfect. I put it right in my phone, and then in two seconds, it's on. True.
2: Was there any band that you guys didn't get in there, or musician that you were frustrated that you, you always wanted to get on that? Metal I don't show? think
0: so. I right. think they got everybody.
2: And you guys even had those guitars come in and like do this. Yeah, James uh,
0: Hetfield said, "Dude, uh, uh, you know, um, I love what you guys are doing, man. It's great, but I just don't want to do. I, I don't want to do the show." He goes, "Let Lars." Or even Kirk doing and stuff like that. He goes, "I love watching and you guys support and You guys you're bringing just, these, just keeping watch. metal alive." Well, why do you think? Over I don't know. He just right said ahead. I didn't feel like he goes. I don't want to do it. So uh, I was fine. He wasn't being a dick about it. He goes, "I love what you guys are doing." He goes, "But that's it's more Lars to go on there and fuck yeah. around and talk about like Deep Purple and Kirk <laughs> to geek out with Michael Shanker and stuff." So yeah, yeah Kirk which was really, fine. That know? was great. Yeah.
2: Who's uh who who are you list like who are you digging now? I mean, just like I just, like that who? band Dirty Honey. I never heard of that.
0: They uh, only mm-hmm. got an EPL, like five songs. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a little Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses in there.
2: Exactly.
1: A little
0: Zeppelin, but they're young. Did I you, saw them at a, a festival uh, about a month ago. I thought they were great, great energy what did on you stage. you think
2: of um, Firepower, the Priest album?
0: Did I loved it. I thought it's it was gray, great. great? Yeah, album. yeah. I
2: think that's like top five automatic on Yeah, like, that's the Priest album. That's fantastic. Well, that, that's definitely Richie Faulkner's influence a lot. Right. But album. no, it was great.
0: I yeah, loved it. Yeah. You know, um,
2: did you hear Nita, Nita Strauss's yet?
0: I haven't heard Nita's, it's no.
2: Uh, it's definitely good. Yeah. It's all instrumental, but... It,
0: right. It, no, Nita's great, man. She's a rock yeah, star, she, man. She's
2: one, I think, that could really turn on some younger fans, for sure. What, how did Metal Midgets come
1: about? How'd you pitch that to Sirius? Um, yeah, no, I've
0: been, you know, um, I just said, look, man, I want to do a heavy metal, you know, radio show, because Jim Norton was doing, I'm friends with Jim Norton. Yeah, comedy. Friday Night's. Yeah, and he was doing a metal show on there and I have the same manager and he's like, I he goes, You want I, I could try to get you on Ozzy's boneyard. I go, oh, I'd love that, man, that'd be fucking great. Yeah. yeah. And then we him like a two hour show, you know, I'll pick but I pick my own music and then um, you know, and they go, Yeah, let's do it, man. They pay they're all, they're gonna pay you really shitty, but if you wanna plug any of your stuff, you're allowed to do your plugs. Like, Okay, I'll take it. Because I'm thinking, you know, I want, you know, everyone, series is all over the place. So I can plug my gigs in Phoenix, Arizona or New York City. And
1: that's what you do. And that's course. what I do. And
0: I go, okay, you know, this the, is this, the offer, but you can plug whatever you want. I'm like, I'm in.
1: Where so, where do you, do, you do it? I've been doing it like
0: eight years now. I do it on the road. I got a portable, like a Zoom recorder. and I could just do it. And I just make up the playlist and I just set it in there. Put the voiceovers in a Dropbox and do it like that. Because they said, look, I said, look, I'm going to be on the road. They go, that's fine. Do it from your hotel room. Do it from backstage at a concert. We don't care. Yeah. We don't actually want you in the studio. And it's not a live show anyway. Yeah. So if I'm backstage at a concert, I can interview somebody real quick, you know. No, because I just said I'm not going to play the hit. So you know, everyone's heard you shook me no, all night right, long. Right, Welcome right. to the jungle. No, so exactly. I'm going to play see. deeper exactly. shit. Everybody has back and black, so I can right. play shake a leg on there. <laughs> yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean? No, Instead of Hell's that. Bells. No, yeah. that's what I always say. I'm like, I'm just fucking just yeah. a dude that just tells dirty jokes and yeah, I fucking and then- I get paid for it, man. I'm a metalhead or whatever. It's just like my my whole life growing up was listening to metal, like when I was a kid, and making prank phone calls. And then I get a gig <laughs> on Comedy Central. that launches my career making prank calls. And then I was always a metalhead. And then I get that metal show. You know, so yeah, it's been great. So I'm just fucking, you know, a dude that lives in the suburbs and still goes tailgates at all the concerts and shit like that. It's fucking great. What about the Grind of the Road? Is getting older is it no I still like it man it's you know it, it's look I, I get paid to go tell jokes so I, mm-hmm. you know it's a bitch you know getting from city to city sometimes but whatever a comic's different than a band where you're in a different city every night yeah, I've been I'm in Rochester either. three nights in a row stay in the same hotel and go to the same, <clears throat> same club and then go home. so it's a lot it's easier than doing eight you know next gig is eight hours away I get there two hours before showtime, you know and shit like that so bands definitely got it tougher when
1: will you fly out tonight or tomorrow. What's your... Yeah, date? like tomorrow
0: afternoon or in the morning. I don't know. I think around noon or something like that. Yeah, I just fly out. Fly up, go home and... Yeah, just fucking... Yeah, I mean, I usually I fly out or the first flight out early because those are usually ones that aren't delayed. You get later in the afternoon, all of a sudden there's a thunderstorm somewhere right, and then fucking, right, you know, right. you're four hours delayed. That's
1: the stuff because I'm sitting there watching a the show and I'm thinking... I Because um, you're sharing your life. You're sharing, you know, yeah. you're sharing, you know, single father, you know, with yeah. your son. I start visualizing. I'm like... All right, uh, this dude flies in on Thursday, does the three nights, flies back home. I wonder what the rest of rest of the weeks like. Starts planning uh, the next tour. Where where? How do you route your tour? No, like?
0: I, I just wherever I'm going to play. Like next week, I'm in New York City, so it's home mm-hmm. gigs, you know. And then the <clears throat> week after, I go to Dallas for three days and I do shows there. So
1: it's always that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday,
0: Saturday, or Wednesday through Saturday or something. It all depends the club. Which usually three or four days. You're in the same club. So it's, yeah, well, last week me and Jameson did, uh, some gigs, one in Atlanta and the next night in Nashville. So we open mm-hmm. for some bands. So, we, you know, once in a while we do stuff like that. But, cool. yeah, I mean, it looks just, just like a regular job, you know. And I got usually off early in the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Those are my days off. Cool. You know, so, and then I, I got my kid then. So we just fucking hang and, you yeah.
2: know, it's life. So, yeah. um, we'll wrap with with this little. We have these little fun segments that we do sometimes. So, one of them is called Metal Confessions, right. and we got Vivian Campbell to tell a story uh, in Rochester actually when he yeah. was hanging with the Motley Crue dudes, doing shots with uh, Tommy Lee and uh, Nikki Six like late one night. And it was his he birthday. The, he said it was the most drunk he ever got. Kind it of it was thing, Vivian's so. birthday. They were here on the girls. And, and we just got started with this, and we haven't even told the whole time. But do you have a metal confession that comes to mind?
0: So, when I would go, I'd go in town just before that metal show is On the air, so I go in town. I always have to do lo- local radio. So I knew if there was a band in town, I would talk about them in the local morning show, and maybe they'd come out to the show. And they would hear, Hey man, some comedian was talking about you. That's how I try to lure them into my show. Uh, yes, yeah, I did okay. it with Jason McMaster in, in Austin, Texas. I was a big, you know, uh, Dangerous Toys. Yeah. And then he had this band, he has a band, Broken Teeth. I love those, but okay. I don't know if you ever heard his, his, other I don't project. remember Dangerous
1: Toys, but yeah, Broken yeah, yeah, Teeth, like so,
0: yeah. it's sort yeah. of similar like, to ACDC, whatever, right? <laughs> so I I found them one night on the internet. I'm like, holy shit. And I said, oh, this is Jason McMaster. Next time I'm in Austin, I go on the radio. I'm like, yeah, I love this band Broken Teeth, Jason McMaster. And the, the DJ is like, yeah, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. I'm like, yeah, you got to hear that, man. This uh, Broken Teeth I kept bringing up. And then all of a sudden, Jason shows up at my show. He goes, hey, dude, man, I'm Jason, man. See, I heard you were talking about me on the radio because everybody in town's like, some dude's talking about yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he comes. So then I go to Dallas, and I kept saying I'm a big Pantera fan and this and that. I keep fucking pounding away on the nice. local radio. Okay, you know, nice. And then all of a sudden, this is when they were doing Damage Plan. Oh, okay. oh right, right, So they were they were right right before the record came out. So I'm at the like the comedy club in Dallas, and the, the it's a Saturday night. And the, the club owner goes, "Hey, all the, the guys from Pantera here." and I'm like. They are. He goes, yeah. They're sitting right in the front. There's like twelve. <laughs> no I'm like holy shit. He's like, yeah, here to here to see you. I'm like, holy fuck, it worked. Yeah, nice. So you know, and then I look out there. I see all these cowboy hats. I see like 75 drinks on the table. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's doing shots. <laughs> yeah. You know, fucking like, what yeah. the fuck is going and maybe, on? Uh, I'm
2: sure for like guy like you loving. If there's freaking Pantera. That's when you probably get nervous, right? You're like, of oh course. shit! You know, like, yeah. Like, forget holy forget, forget the th- 200 people in the crowd and they're <laughs> sitting up front. And I know <laughs> Vinny and
0: Dime like comedy because I, I know <laughs> that was the thing. Like uh, on their off days, they would go to the local comedy club. They yeah. love stand-up comedy, so I knew that about them. So they show up. It was Vinny, Dime, and uh, the the new da- you know Phil obviously wasn't there. Yeah. And it was and the new Damage Man Pat was a singer mm-hmm. and uh, the yeah. bass player. Forget it, his name was whatever. And then it was Rita and everybody. Yeah. So. So, you know, I get up there and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, hey man, (laughs) I got a guy from Pantera here, man. Give him a hand. You know, everyone in Texas loves them. They go crazy and they all stand up. And then all of a sudden, Don goes, Here, man. And he hands me a shot, of, like Jaeger. Right? And I, I take the shot. I go, Hey, I go, thanks, man. But I don't drink before the show. I'll drink it afterwards. And I put it on the stool on the stage, and the whole crowd starts booing me.
2: Uh-oh. I go, No,
0: man, I don't drink before. And, and then Dime pours another one. He goes, Hey, he hands me two shots. He goes, Fuck that. You're doing a double, man. Oh, yeah. No. And then I just did two shots in a row. I'm like, Oh, shit. No, man. bets are off. I'm like, All right, man, if I do these two shots, can I do, <laughs> I got to do my show, too. So I like, All right, fine, but you got to do them, too. And I did nice. the two. The place went nuts. <laughs>
2: Dime bike's to do shots, man. Gotta, exactly. I don't turn, turn do it down. Stuff. And then <laughs> and
0: then afterwards they had a limo outside. Because those guys would oh, those guys ha- bought a, an old limo and they had one of their friends drive around. They'd pay him I don't know like two hundred and fifty bucks on a night. So whenever they would they would never drink and drive. They'd go, yeah. just call him up. He was on call. He'd come out, we'd take the limo, and we'd just go out drinking. So that was their thing. They were professionals. They, yeah. you know, they had Pedialyte in the limo to hydrate. You know what I mean from drinking so much? Yeah, I was in there mm-hmm. riding her on the bus. Uh, Pedialyte is <laughs> at height. So before yeah. before you go to bed, you got to drink a lot of Pedialyte. True. So you don't wake up hungover. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. Yeah. So and yeah, so we go in the limo. He's like, "Are you? Want, I want to play the new record, the Damage flame uh, record." I'm like, "Yeah, you, dude, this
2: is so. Like, this is before it's even like, out. This yeah. is three
0: months before it's out." And they're fucking cranking it in there. It sounds like a concert, and they're all fucking headbanging. <laughs> <in and> <laughs> I'm like, "Holy!" I mean, the other comic, the local comic, like, "Holy shit, this is unbelievable!" We're <laughs> hanging out with fucking. These, and then he brings us to the strip club.
2: Oh, okay. Even better. Yeah, he brings us to their strip club. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their strip club. I feel like I'm in now. But. Yeah, he's
0: like, come on, we're going to the strip club. Like, all right. And we're there for like six in the morning, fucking <laughs> stumbling out of there. And Dimebag brought me up like in a, like a, in the back room or whatever. We talked just metal for like an hour. You know, just talking. He's like, dude, man, when you're up on stage, man, it's all about the audience. He goes, it doesn't matter if there's five people there or fucking 90,000. Because they played the Moscow Peace Festival. He goes, oh, f-. He goes we're going to do this new band. We don't know. We're going to play clubs. You still got to give it a f-. if there's yeah. five people, do two hours instead of an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always um, remember that. He goes, you got to give him a show no matter who shows up. Yeah. I've always yeah. been like that. Like there's three people at the comedy <laughs> club. Oh man, I'll do it. You sure you want to do a show? I go, I'll do two hours. Because you make three fans. In front fans of three people. And he was trying to call Zach Wild. He goes, dude, man, I got this guy. You're going to fucking love me. He's from Jersey. Wake <laughs> <laughs> up, motherfucker. It's like four in the morning. <laughs> do you know Zach at the time? No, I didn't know Zach at the time. This was before that metal show, so I didn't know. And that's when he he was
1: full born, full blown drinking. Oh yeah, and then then,
0: sober. So then, about a month later, I'm back in town doing doing a club again for some reason, and, and um. There's a birthday party for Dimebag at his house. you are just throwing for him? Uh-huh. Uh, so I said, I got to do a show. I'll be over there after the show. So I do the show. I get there at like 1030. It's a party for Dimebag. It's his birthday. There's like 50 people there at the house. He's already passed out at 1030. How <laughs> <out> cold? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I'm like, all right. So I still went to the party. It was amazing. Vinny was there and everybody yeah, yeah, great, yeah. right great, right? And, I, and then I'm the, going to the airport the next morning. It's like 7.30 a.m. My phone rings. I'm like, the fuck? I'm not picking this up. And it was dime bag. He's like, Florentine, sorry, man. I passed out. 7.30 in the morning. I'm at a titty bar. If you're in town, fucking meet me there. <laughs> no. No, because I was oh. getting on a plane. Oh.
1: Oh, <laughs> I was really?
0: getting on a plane. It's yeah. <laughs> about so, know, a titty bar. Yeah, you know I know. Mean? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you got to awesome.
1: get out of. Yeah, yeah it's, a it's
0: a fucking of- great, taxes. man. Isn't it fun though? Yeah.
2: No, but then you see how those guys really push it, man. Right? Like oh yeah, lifestyle like crazy stuff. Yeah, it was like, great. It was six in the morning. nothing for them. Like, Not then, nothing. You know, they leave and sun's
0: coming it's up. It's nice to
2: visit, but you yeah. got to
0: get out of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, I can't. I can do this one night. Yeah. Did you ever?
2: Do you ever remember that club called Bellevue Bar in in Manhattan? It's now called Duff's Brooklyn.
0: Oh, I know Duff's, Duff's. yeah. Yeah, the
2: metal bar. Well, that used to be in Brooklyn. And I'm sorry, it used to be in Manhattan, right, on 39th and 9th. And at one point, we got all, you know, Jimmy Duff, the owner. Yeah. We got all these bands that come out there. Like, Maiden came in there one time, Primal Fear. Really? Yeah, we're stumbling out of that place at five yeah. six, five six in the morning, sun's coming up. People are going to work and you know Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know. A, I don't remember that place. Yeah no. it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was uh yeah it was before that became Duffs.
0: Okay.
2: Um, we're just about out of time, but um, Yeah. Um anything you want to plug or promote or anything that we just yeah, um just, yeah my
0: new comedy comedy special is out it's called I Got the House. It's all about my divorce. hmm Um you could stream it everywhere Did you pretty really much. Get the house? Huh? You got the house? For yeah. Real. Professional. <laughs> please.
2: <laughs> well done. You
0: fucking PD prenup. You pre- got a show and you got a
2: house? Maybe PD you do, prenup. You, 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 know. you know. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's the running gag through the whole thing. I'm telling about all my yeah, divorce, what yeah, went down. Yeah. I'm like, look, relax. I got the house, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you could stream on Amazon Prime or anywhere you can stream or it's available on my website, JimPlarnky.com. And the book is Everybody is Awful Except You. It's, uh, basically me making fun of social media. That I break awesome. down what's really going yeah. on. I have right. people's actual posts <laughs> in the book. Mm. Cause I do a podcast every week called Comedy Metal Midgets. And I people just send me in like social media stuff that I would, that would annoy me. Right. You know, a guy taking a picture <laughs> okay. of his hamburger. and right, know. Mm. You know, <laughs> so I, I just rip it apart so and I made a book right. out of the podcast. Um, yeah, and the podcast every Monday and then uh, my comedy special.
1: All right, cool. Jim, Beautiful. thanks a lot, man. Yeah, yeah man, really appreciate yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you yeah, very yeah. much,
2: man. Thanks again to Jim Florentine, Metal Mayhem MetalMayhemROC.com, and uh,
3: we appreciate everything. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. All yeah. the best. Thank you for listening to the Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com, MetalForever.com. For more information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info, please like, follow, and share with everyone. Catch us next time here on WLFEDB Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football